0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Posty Posterson, and I'm back with another super deluxe special edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. Generally, I help Scoots to edit the podcast once in a while, but uh, he asks me every few weeks to take a show that recently aired, and I'll add some music or some sound design to it in order to make it a super deluxe special edition show. Uh, He releases those as a way to say thanks to those of you who are patrons of the show. So if you're currently a patron, thanks so much for continuing to keep this thing going. And uh, without any further ado, let's hop into another Super Deluxe Special Edition. This week's Super Deluxe Special Edition I took a show that recently aired About a boy in his wagon And they were Traveling In a European city And looking to do some break dancing To entertain people But uh, no one was in the main town square Everyone was in this sort of Underground Town square area milling about waiting for someone to perform For them and uh, while I was editing that show, I thought there's something kind of cool about being in an underground large area with people milling about, and maybe just having a little nap there. Uh, the boy has a cat with him, who does exactly this in the show. Uh, so that's that's where I went with this week's Super Luck Special Edition show. Uh, we're in that underground town square with a bunch of people sort of milling about happily, waiting to be entertained. Curled up beside us is our friend, uh, what's his name, Corrugator, the cat? If you like cats, if not, he's a little bit away uh, down the square a little ways. All right, we'll have some music come in, in and out. There's a bit of anticipation milling around, but generally just relax. Listen to tell the story one more time. And I hope this helps you get some sleep. Okay. Good night, everybody.
1: All right, everybody, so tonight's a story uh, that that uh, is like a little bit of an exploratory story, and uh, like I guess I said, which story did I remember that I was going to tell tonight? And uh, it comes from an intro uh, that, that came up at some point. And I realized, like, it is the, these characters really haven't come up in a while, like, so long ago that I barely remember them. Uh, there was the creators of the world-famous Purple People's Circus, uh, whose names escaped me, the founders. They were, it was uh, two people. And as far as I know, like, uh, they, so they founded this great circus. You probably, like, uh, it's not, you know, it doesn't have as much H-Y-P-E as some of the other circuses. And so you say, I've never heard of the Purple People's Circus. And you say, well, uh, one day you, you may, if you just happen to be at the right place at the right time in the right town square. And they, Phil, I think the last time we encountered it was when they discovered the great Phil Fushigi, who was one of the like, their newest members and that was, so that was a famous tale. And I think it was like uh, I think when they first met the founding founders met uh, via man, what was it called not a mannequin's dummy? a ventriloquist dummy. And they fell in love and formed the Purple People's Circus together. Great story. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, what episode it was or uh, where it is, but uh, somewhere in my brain is a recall of it. And the reason was because they said, oh, wait a second, in that intro I thought, like, uh, there was this other character they had added uh, that, uh, like, because uh, they're always, you know, they travel the world performing and then they check out the buskers, uh, the the street performers, uh, the underground theaters of the world, looking for the next uh, thing, and trying to think and, and I like, uh, like I knew about this even as a kid when I was a kid. And I said one day I'd like to be in the the, the one day like uh, if there's a circus called the Purple People Circus, I'd like to be a part of it. Uh, Because it sounds very dreamy, you know, purple. I said, "Would it be a purple top instead of a big top?" Uh, And they said, "No, no, be a big purple top." Yeah, yeah, it would be. But this is a tale of a boy that joined the circus. Uh, A boy in 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 both a dilemma and in search of something. A A tale of a boy in his wagon. And uh, his cat, who his cat was named the corrugator of all things. And this boy, like, actually, he, he, like I say, he's a, he's a young man at the point where we catch him in the story, traveling the world uh, with a little way like a red wagon, a wobbly, wiggity wagon, and with his cat in there. And dancing, he was a break dancer, this this young lad, whose name I will will one day learn. For one day, he went to a a town square, and no one was there. Like, he had traveled to the city, and it was one of the great cities somewhere in Eastern Europe. Um, And he actually was fluent in the language, and he, 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 he traveled to the city center, uh... Like one of the square great squares of this city expecting to perform, but the, the square was empty and it was you know it was like one of those seasons where it wasn't a lot of tourists, but this square was presumably would have had, been had people in it and so he checked his watch uh, checked a choice, uh, had a chuckle thinking about uh Santa Claus checking a list. Uh, and realized, yeah, wait a second, it's like a prime milling about a square time. Like, it was a Saturday at 2 p.m., and the day was nice, it wasn't too warm, it wasn't too cold, it was just seasonably seasonably temperate. And so the boy said, Corrugator, this is interesting, where is everybody? And then the boy got out his cardboard uh, that he used to do to, to, to his breakdancing. And then he got out his boombox. Uh, and then he stretched. He would go through a, a routine of stretching. And he said, okay, well, where is everybody, you know, getting limbered up, you know, getting ready for an audience, doing some basic breaking moves, uh, but more so getting prepared for uh, what, was, what was to come. And still there's no, no one, like three, even the pigeon population was low, like three pigeons flew by. And then the boy started to wonder, like this isn't this is something so strange here. Like uh, maybe I need to look about. And the boy kind of started to 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 quiet the mind and in the, in the in, to quiet down to, to see, like uh, can I hear anything? Can I sense anything? And the boy thought he heard some like uh, murmuring, like a crowd murmuring somewhere. And maybe, well, I'm not familiar with this town. Maybe I picked the wrong square. Even though this is, like, the one that has the nice statues. And it had benches. It had cafes. Uh, and the boy said, oh, wait a second. Even the cafes are, are closed. Uh, oh, maybe it's a holiday or something. And the boy headed to, towards the murmuring. And as a boy headed towards the murmuring, went into like a part of the town where you'd say, okay, this is the old town, right? This is not the new town. This is the older section of the, the town. Or that's what the tourists would say. Oh, you're going to the old town or new town? And so streets got to be winding. And the murmuring got a little more... Uh, uh, like, like, co- co- coalesced, I guess you'd say. And the boy kept going towards the murmuring. And then stopped in the middle of the street, Cobblestone Street, as, as a matter of fact. And the boy realized uh, the murmuring was nearby, but he uh, couldn't tell if it was, like, a, to the left or the right. Uh. And then the boy realized, wait a second, the murmuring's coming... From below my feet uh, is, is a murmuring of people, and like a like a common murmuring, like kind of like the sound when people are waiting around for something to start. Uh, and he, he thought that was interesting, so then he like uh, looked around, and then he went down the side of this one building and realized that there was a courtyard and a set of stairs leading down on the side of the courtyard. And so the boy headed down the stairs. Uh, Again, it was a warm, calming murmuring. Nothing. uh, The boy was like, okay, I'm I'm going for it. It totally sounds like a great, like, whatever they're murmuring about, it's like a murmur of chill anticipation. Uh, And then the boy realized, well, I better bring my wagon just in case, because I don't. And of course, uh, a corrugator. And then the boy realized... Oh, wait a second. Like it was, so then the boy ran all the way back to the town square. He got the cor- got the cor- corrugated cardboard, the boombox, and the cat named the corrugator. And said, good job, corrugator, keeping an eye on uh, everything. Sorry, I just was, you know, checking out that murmuring. In the corrugator, the cat, stretched and put its hat da- head down on the corrugated cardboard... And it also, because this kid is sharp, uh, has a sweatshirt, so Corrigator corrugator, the cat, curled up in the sweatshirt and went to sleep. Uh, now, meanwhile, the boy in his wiggity-wiggity wagon, you, if you've if you ever seen, like, a wobbly-wiggity wagon on a cobblestone street, um, it's almost like uh, where uh, one vibration vibrates another way. Like, it was almost like they were made for one another. Uh, so instead of wobbling, the wagon went along uh, quite... It was like it was like, almost like the anticipation. The wobbles and the cobbles uh, fit together. And the boy said, that's interesting. And I think the corrugator, the cat, said, huh, this is weird. Like, usually this wagon's a lot more wobbly. So the corrugator wasn't actually asleep. Even though if you looked at the corrugator... You'd say, it certainly looks like that cat's asleep. I could tell you that the corrugator was, uh, why, you know, taking everything in, as cats are known to do, because they're so wise, because they love sleep podcasters so much, who appreciate their wisdom. Uh, that, that's why, of course, every cat knows that and how wise they are. Even when they're being pandered to, they appreciate it, uh... And the corrugator then, as they wobbled down the cobbles, uh, the corrugator put 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 its head up uh, and said, um, uh, "Like, huh? Like, because uh, the corrugator had noticed noticed the murmuring as well." And this young 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 person, this young man, we'll call Zeke from that for now. Uh, Zeke swept up the wiggity wagon with core you know, I, I, I put it on it, uh, the wagon on its, his hip, uh, and headed down the stairs uh, in, in, towards the murmuring, and uh, the, 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 got to the bottom of the stairs, and there was a gate there, and the boy opened the gate, and it, you know, led into like uh, a beautiful part of the o- old city. Uh, and what the boy didn't realize was, like, this was, uh, like, the, the, as soon as the boy went through the gate, into these, like, vaulted, this vaulted underground, that, uh, there was candle lights, and it just happened to be, like, a special night in this town, so, oh, this is why everybody in the town is down in the underground. And, you know, it was a, there was a little bit of natural light filtering in, but then there was candles. There was also the old, you know, the LED candles. And everything gave it this warm element, you know, the, the those vaulted brick ceilings you see. Really like uh, something that would be romanticized uh, if Zeke wasn't really there in person. And, oh boy, did the corrugator like this because... Uh, it was just warm, you know, it didn't seem like, uh, it was a cat's, like, like uh, not to say it was a cat's pajamas, uh, but there are not a lot of, like, uh, sub, subterranean, sub-city levels that cat, I mean, I, I'm just telling you from experience, uh, now you might say, well, uh, nephew, uh, 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 like, uh, Zeke was a, like, a busker cat, or not Zeke, uh, the corrugator, and uh, Zeke did call the corrugator Korg. Or Korg. Yeah, I don't know how to spell corrugator. So I think that's what he would say. Or, like, really, for a while, did call it corgi, but that was too confusing for people that had that kind of dog. They said, that's a cat. Uh, then Zeke started calling the corrugator Korg. And then uh, Zeke started to follow again the, the, the murmuring and quickly saw, like I said, the crowd was gathered there, and they were murmuring in anticipation. People were kind of talking, and because they think of, like, the the ceilings were vaulted, but they weren't super high, and because of the low light, no one was, like, uh, everyone had a modulated tone. You know, that's how the, like, that's what the murmuring was like, uh, cinemas and, and... I mean, you know, at a distance, you say, that's some good murmuring. Got to get that on a loop to sleep to. And indistinct murmuring still at a distance. Plus, sometimes it's hard to hear stuff because the wiggity-wiggity wagon that wobbles uh, uh, c- can make a lot of racket. Uh, and it's just strange that a cat, you know, a cor- could, could could just sleep through all that racket. And despite how calm everything was, uh, there was something that struck uh, Zeke and and Korg even. It's just strange uh, that everybody was still just milling around. And uh, people had looked over at the two of them, and uh, and then Zeke kind of found a nice little uh, alcove to park the wagon and and the corrugator in, made a little... like, t- took a jacket and/or and, sweatshirt and made it into more of a nest. Uh, and then cor- the corrugator uh, did some impressive stretching and walking around the wagon just to establish, like, a cat-like dominance in case anyone was watching. You know, with the confidence. Let's see that cool confidence cats have. Uh, because, you know, cats, they're. Uh, You know, they're cool and they're confident. They're cats, uh, you know, even when people are allergic to cats, uh, they can appreciate how, like, uh, that situation they can establish subtle uh, with just their body movements and the way they move their bodies. I realize that sometimes I say, repeat myself to cats, I know, uh, that they, uh, you know, they, they can set the tone, say, this is my wagon in my friend's wagon it might be a wiggity wiggity wobbly wagon but it's ours and i'm gonna be resting in here i just demonstrated my limberness and now i'm gonna go to into such a deep sleep because i'm so confident uh i've made that clear so you know stay out of the wagon zone i know you will and so that that was impressive uh but to Zeke, Zeke was still like, "What's going on?" And then finally, Zeke went up to a woman and said, uh, "What's going on here? Uh, what's what? What's, you know, nobody's around." And they said, "Oh, we're, we're waiting to be entertained." And uh, Zeke said, "Huh, oh, that's interesting. Uh, what time's the show start?" And the, the person kind of didn't seem to hear them. Uh, and Zeke said, Well, something's amiss here. Wherever, wherever we are, whatever town we're in, uh, something uh, seems to be. I, I don't know if it's amiss or remiss. Uh, I think remiss, I think what Zeke said to Zeke's self, uh, It would be remiss if I didn't do something or get to the bottom of this. Plus, like, from a common sense perspective, uh, from a busker's perspective, uh, travel to this uh, city. Or, or town you know hoping to, you know make to, to, to make enough money to travel on. So these could be my customers. you know also presuming everybody in towns in here the, the trains probably aren't traveling on time and so make the most of it I guess would be the summary of what was for Zeke's mind. And what Zeke did is just to sit down actually on the wag, back down on the wagon. Next to to the corrugator, up against this wall, boombox in Zeke's lap. A uh, oh, boombox. You're right. Thanks, kids. Uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, like a big thing with two speakers to play music, uh, usually via the radio or a cassette tape player. Yeah, Though boomboxes do also have like uh, little aux in and stuff. Uh, and so uh, Zeke sat there and it felt like something about maybe the travel the candlelight the relaxedness of the corrugator the comfort of the wagon uh, leaning up against ancient uh, uh, bricks uh, below the town and again all that murmuring Zeke kind of dozed off uh, uh, for a while but then, what was even, uh, like, I guess less wild, what could get less wild than that is that, like, Zeke woke up later and everything was still the same. Uh, people were uh, still milling about and uh, still murmuring, and nothing had happened. But again, everything seemed so relaxed, uh, too. So cause Zeke said, talk about different TV shows where stuff like this happened. And Zeke said, well, none of that seemed as relaxed as this. So relaxed, the corrugator's still asleep. And uh, I'm still asleep. Uh, and uh, then Zeke said, well, let's just check in here. And so Zeke went up to another person and said, hey, what, what are you waiting for? What, what, what And they said, we're waiting to be entertained. And uh, Zeke said, okay... How am I going to get to the bottom of this? Uh, I mean, I think I need to entertain. And then, uh, as Zeke said, uh, maybe use my entertainment uh, to uncover what's happening here in town. And so Zeke went back to the wagon and kind of picked up the corrugated cardboard and the the corrugator looked up at Zeke and then Went back to sleep, or so we're led to suppose. You know, because sometimes we can't tell with you cats. Like uh, you know, you really do have. uh, I know they talk about nine lives, uh, but I, you know, what I appreciate is your sixth and seventh uh, senses, and the fact that you readily accept apologies from people that say, "Well, you know, it could be. I could have been nicer to cats, and I I have been pretty nice." uh, So that, uh, you know, there was one time I was nice when that cat sneezed in my mouth. Remember that? Uh, that was my sister's cat. Uh, sat on my chest, sneezed in my mouth. Uh, so Zeke looked around this vaulted area and tried to find a place like it that seemed like center stage. Uh, and actually there was this like raised alcove with a high ceiling, like kind of like a I don't know, like, just a perfect spot, uh, to, like, to get everybody's attention. And to did then, uh, like, a very, like, subtle way. Like, put a cardboard down, walk all the way back across the rooms uh, to the wagon, went and got the boombox. Uh, again, everybody was murmuring, but now they're murmuring, like, oh boy, stage is getting set up here and then Zeke got candles and just like it was an the old theater put the candles at the front of the stage at some point the corrugator hopped down and walked across the rooms and then hopped to the backstage left uh, curled up in the corner and uh, then Zeke started stretching a bit in front of the stage not on the stage at the cor- not on the cardboard uh, and doing some pacing and, uh, like, uh, like uh, getting ready, but at the same time, like, watching the room, saying, huh, this, again, was just waiting to be entertained. I don't get it. And uh, Zeke, uh, like, uh, like, know, Zeke had studied a lot. Uh, since he was a, a lad or a, a young boy to being, a, I guess, a young man, uh, had, you know, worked and talked to other buskers and studied buskers and all of those things. And uh, Zeke had learned a lot uh, from mimes and musicians, and you know pantomime. You know people that do pantomime. I don't know if that's different than mimes, Uh, but so many things. So Zeke kind of was doing some miming, like making sure everything was right to kind of build up anticipation and uh, like get him ready. And then Zeke got up on stage like Zeke was gonna um, do something, but then Zeke put Zeke, his fingers to his lips uh, and said, huh. And then got back down. And then, you know, when that happened, everybody turned and was facing the stage and starting to gather closer in. And then Zeke said, uh-huh, uh-huh, like, uh huh, uh huh, like checking everything. ...hopped on stage and said, okay, okay, everybody, I hope you're ready to be entertained, uh... ...and uh, tonight's entertainment, because now it's a night, you know, it had been the middle of Saturday afternoon, now it's Saturday night, uh... ...as Zeke said, tonight's entertainment will, uh, consist of, uh, one of two performances, uh... I'm trying to decide which one to perform, uh, ...because, because it could only can do one... And then people said, oh, uh, and Zeke said I could either do The Skeptic's Dilemma or The Boy That Found His Hips, uh, and everyone looked at each other quizzically, because neither of those titles was immediately grasping, but in the idea that they would only get one was also, like, made it even more of a thought moment, uh, and uh, somebody said, you know, did he say Skemdick's skim- uh, Dilemma? Demdick's uh, Salama? He said, no, Skeptic's Dilemma. Oh, what was the other one again? A boy in his hips, I think. Uh, oh, remember that? Like, And then uh, uh, Zeke said, okay, okay, I- I'll find a way to deliver Bolt. And then there was a smattering of applause as Zeke uh, prepared to, to, to perform and, you know, did the whole thing of, like, stretching again and cracking knuckles, uh, or just stretching the fingers, and then Zeke said, okay, well, what kind of music, uh, should we play here, and, uh, I, I don't know, again, I don't know the mechanics of this boombox, uh, so I don't know if it was a or or it was actually a digital boombox that looked like a mechanical one. Uh, but Zeke hit a button and it just laid down like a nice uh, like a downbeat or whatever. Just a nice uh, like a loop uh, to set the tone. And uh, Zeke said, Well, just once I, tonight I'm going to tell you a story uh, in dance. Uh, it's about a, a boy that never believed in hips uh, before. And people even you know shouted at the ridiculousness of a boy that didn't believe in hips. Uh, And uh, Zeke said, "Okay, like," and uh, Zeke started doing a little bit of walk dancing. And I don't think I I guess I should probably not try to capture what Zeke was actually doing, but with what the story Zeke was conveying, since I'm not a dancer per se, it's tough for me to like uh, quantify the moves. Uh, but We'll just say they were so transcendent uh, that the dance uh, became enveloped in story uh, in a way that uh, even the audience, uh, I don't know if they were aware that Zeke was even dancing, to be honest with you, or they were so swept up at the moment. But Zeke was moving. Uh, Zeke was dancing. You could say at moments uh, Zeke was grooving. Uh, but Zeke told the tale uh, started out and said well long ago uh, there was a boy and uh, the boy like uh, uh, grew up uh, learning to question everything and uh, questioning you know why is this or why is that and, and as the boy even grew more and and they said who would teach a boy this and they said it was the teaching of the kingdom Uh, It was a kingdom of uh, Skeptopia that was called Uh, And this was a new show, you know, Zeke was trying to make I mean, I'll just give you like a meta moment Uh, Zeke was really trying to get to the bottom Of what was happening here in this moment But Zeke said, oh yeah, he was raised in Skeptopia And uh, like uh, to, 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 to question everything into to counter everything. So if someone says something, sometimes you should just take a counter position. You, you know, the whole skeptical thing. This was all done through dance, too. And showing the, like, uh, the queen of Skeptopia, you know, the, the patriarch, of, uh, po- you know, the post patriarch moments of Skeptopia, the whole history, the, everything. And all coming back to this boy, like, learning about, uh, it being a resident of Skiptopia, but there was one thing Zeke said that was different about this boy. Uh, and then Zeke said one day, you know, because he couldn't just like live in a isolated city state, uh, the boy had to travel with his aunt who owned a like a like a, like a what do you call those things? A fabric business, uh, bolts of fabric. Mm-hmm. ...and uh, she, she, she was a merchant, a uh, fabric merchant. And the boy said, I went to this town, uh, and you know, we were supposed to, you know, like like our trips to other places, we were supposed to reinforce our skepticism. And uh, so my aunt constantly uh, t- told me to be, you know, all the reasons to reinforce my skepticism. But the boy said one time when I was sitting in the wagon... Uh, Waiting for her to complete a purchase Uh, Across the town square I saw a dancer uh, Dancing And moving uh, And and Zeke started doing these wild moves uh, Full body Like waves and gyrations And also a dance of Zeke Being enthralled with the dancing Maybe even, you know, some Uh Whatever you recall that, uh, when it's uh, you, you're flow you know, you're flowering inside too. And you say, Whoa, this is a dance is making me feel something. And it was like a dance that involved a lot of but like uh, and, and then there was a dance partner. And I don't know no no like uh Pachada. I, I don't dance that, but uh or lumbada was originally like uh but it was a very, like, uh, like when the two partners... Like, it was a whole story. Zeke was just trying to piece it together. And, like, uh, Zeke said, and then we headed back to Skeptopia. And Zeke, like, found uh, that... He uh, was trying to recreate all these moves. And uh, then Zeke was, like, a guy discovered the next day dancing with a broom. And attempting some of these Like, uh, these uh, dance moves Uh And it was, it became a bit of a To-do around town Because, like, uh Everybody was always keeping an eye on everybody else Because everybody was so skeptical Because they said, well, be skeptical Stay skeptical Uh, and they said Well, Zeke, what are you doing? Uh, Zeke said, uh, dancing Uh, no, they had dance there It was just like, uh like, not, uh, super interesting, you know, not like, uh, like, it was just you, the dance is about, you know, it fit the, 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 the theme of that era. And that was too much of a think piece, too, for the audience, uh, so Zeke did a dance for that, uh, and whatever they said, uh, you can't dance like that. And at first, it became this theme for the stage in Zeke's life, uh, or the care, I don't know. I'm getting my characters, it was, it was so transcendent. Zeke's performance, uh, which of this character's life, and that it was a struggle against uh, the parents and the, the society because Zeke wanted to do a non skeptical dance, like dance about feelings. Dance uh, dances about unknown inquiries and uh, curiosity and curious, urge, you know, and, and all those things, not just one of those things. Uh, and so the, the count, you know, everybody met because this was uh, the, like, just like in these type of uh, stories, like the, the adults uh, said, What are we going to do about this? Because other kids are going to learn about it. And they said, They called the town elders and they said, Okay, what are we going to do? We got to get, well, like, either, like, uh, they said, well, maybe Zeke could go, we could send Zeke on a, or Zeke, or the boy on a journey, and I guess this was, maybe it was Zeke's story, but it was just that, uh, you know, the, the things were so close together, and so, uh, they said, no, 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 we can't, uh, we can't, uh, we got to do something, and then they said, what about, uh, and, and then someone said, "We're facing the skeptic's dilemma." And someone said, "What is it?" And they said, "Only the like, only the keepers of skepticism, the greatest secrets of skepticism, can know what the skeptic's dilemma is." Uh, and then they, they huddled these the, these village elders and said, uh, "What are we going to do about this kid and the dancing?" and one wise uh, i mean wise in this situation i mean not wisdom for a good said uh well i notice he doesn't move his hips very much yet probably because of like uh all these ideas we planted in his head so if we could just uh if we could bring him in and make him forget about his hips uh He'll never, you know, he'll never fully flourish as a dancer. Then we could send him out in the world with no hip, you know, with no knowledge of his hips. uh, Because we'll use the great, you know, techniques, uh, you know, know, we'll we'll convince him he has no hips. uh, And uh, send him out in the world as a dancer then, and he'll return to us uh, even more skeptical than before. And uh, some people were really starting to get into this because it wasn't like Zeke was sitting there telling a meandering story. Zeke was dancing. Uh, Corrugator was watching Zeke and moving around sometimes and once took a bath, a cat bath. Uh, So everybody was entertained by this. uh. And then Zeke said, okay, i got to take a water break uh, here. We'll take five and we'll get back to the dancing. But everybody, uh, stay close to the stage because I want to get, it. you know... This is a part of the show. And so some people went off, but for the most part, people stayed around and said, wow, we should have like, uh, that's interesting. And Zeke said, so is everybody finding themselves entertained? And they were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Zeke said, "Jesus, if I was a skeptic, like the kid in the story, I'd wonder, uh, what everybody was doing down here, just waiting to be entertained instead of, uh, up in the, be- I mean, this is beautiful down here, don't get me wrong, and being entertained down here seems mighty nice, uh, but, uh, got that town square there, and uh, probably people, like, uh, Zeke he said, is this like a scheduled thing, and, uh, the people said, uh, we don't. We don't know. Like uh, we, we just. We, we just know we're all down here waiting to be entertained. Uh, and Zeke said, uh, "Interesting. Interesting. Interesting." Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, there's something that uh, Zeke couldn't shake, uh, but that was slowly uh, cracking itself like an egg, within, with inside of Zeke, or peeling itself like a self-peeling onion layer after layer, peeled by the subconscious of, uh, you know, whatever. So Zeke hopped back on stage, uh, and returned to, to the dance, uh, but soon realized, that uh, something greater was happening. You know, the, the reason the storyteller was so confused sometimes was because not only were the chaos so interesting watching, uh, and just wondering if any cats were listening. If they, you know, the podcast was also, ma'am, yeah, like uh, you know, they knew that they were just as important tonight for tonight's episode. Were always, of course, uh, uh, you know, the greatest, uh, plain and simple. Uh, but Zeke had realized, uh, and Zeke had saw something in the eyes of the corrugator because the corrugator was, so, like, clearly a, w- a cat with wisdom, maybe more, we don't know, uh, but Zeke said, I'm going to get back to my dance, and Zeke kind of showed uh, through the next round of the story how, uh, the, the, the boy started to go out in the world and dance without his hips, uh, without a knowledge of his hips, uh and how that wasn't easy then added this extra boy I mean talk about not easy not just with dancing with walking and with you know finding you know whatever I think it was a chakra down there also was related to the hips Uh, so you know it was a life that this dancing boy Doth led until one day this boy and as he kind of showed this uh, uh, met this cat uh a, a cat named, uh, the, without a name at the time, and uh, the cat was watching a set of dancers uh, in a town that he could only planned on being in for a little while. with the boy, and it was, it, these were break dancers. It, it was a B, B, B girls and a B boy breaking it up. I mean, breaking it down. And uh, Zeke just watched mesmerized next to this cat. Uh, and, uh, like, uh, was, then again, Zeke went back to where
0: uh,
1: he was crashing. And the cat followed him. And uh, Zeke was like, uh, well, there's a lot of moves. Because of, now Zeke had overcome a lot by learning to dance without the hips and becoming a dancing busker. Again, a story for another time. Mostly, like, wood, like a lot of Zeke's early work, uh, or this boy's work, was a uh, mechanical soldier, mechan- you know, tin person, robot, uh, wooden puppet, Pinocchio-style, like, hipless dancing. But Zeke was just so mesmerized by some of these, uh, and maybe it was because it was, like, uh, B-boys and B-girls, like... Uh, there was this other element of drawing Zeke in. Uh, But then, you know, this was like where Zeke felt a little bit down. And then Zeke said, "Uh, wait a second, uh, my my hips, I don't know how, like, uh, like, and then what they taught him, what they tried to ingrain in Zeke, uh, this boy, the kid, the dancer this is all again on stage happening like uh was a realization no they don't want me to know my hips uh so i'm gonna work harder to discover my hips uh and seek started actually studying the movement of the cat like of a corrugator you know other people walking other people dancing just watching their hips at a distance a distance and slowly, this is over, like, like again, and this happened on the stage, and again, this audience didn't care because they were, uh, like, they were in it. Like, whether this is a 12-hour performance or not, of uh, Zeke slowly learning to move and, and uh, um, shake, you know, shake, twist, uh, move your hips uh, at all as a part of a dance. And so that was demonstrated. And then it, like, triggered a release, of joy, a, a fullness, a, a complete dancing, where now break breakdancing. Bat- all the dances, uh, even, like, uh, elements of bachata, were all unlocked uh, for Zeke. Uh, and also a friendship was formed with the corrugator. But also something else, uh, like, as then... Uh, Now that this boy knew his hips and then eventually found a wiggity-wiggity wagon, uh, there was also something that by uh, freeing Zeke's hips, uh, the boy's hips, uh, 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 Zeke said to the audience, and then I found myself here in this town square, not far away. In at first, uh, you know, I just thought, this is where the town square is, not far from the old town and the new town. Uh, this is where the people would be gathered uh, to watch a busker. Why was it so easy for me to find it? Uh, why was it so natural for me to just go there? You know, why did my hips lead me here? And uh, everyone didn't know, except for Zeke and the corrugator, uh, why and uh said. Then, and then I thought about that term the skeptics dilemma for me it was uh, the dilemma you could be you, you you could be skeptical but you can't can't be fully skeptical and know your hips uh in order to unlock them you know the, those you know to move move uh you have to at least set some of that skepticism aside uh but the dilemma is uh That sometimes you end up, uh, and and then it's just slow dawning. Zeke didn't have to say it. Uh, People started to get. They started to say, "What are we doing? How long have we been down here? Like, uh, like what? what, We've just been down here waiting to be entertained. Aren't we supposed to be doing other stuff?" Uh, And people started to remember. Oh well, I got. I said, "Well, I'm not sure about the weather. Well, you know, we could go around down below the city and just wait to be entertained." Well, I'm not sure about all those visits. Well, we could shut down the terrain system and then go down below, you know. And uh, then Zeke started to realize uh, that uh, they could all perform together. And uh, Zeke started to teach them this dance called the Skeptic's Dilemma, which is, you know, hip-based dance where your hips are like, uh, like some hip thrusting, and some hip tilting uh, to sh- to shake yourself free from the, the, this like uh, full skepticism. You know it's okay to have a healthy skepticism. This dance would indicate, and eventually Zeke realized you know that this was a town. I this is where I grew up. I'd almost forgotten about it, uh, and uh, now I, I you know I've like discovered a new level of it. And everybody, like, said, oh, yeah, you were the kid You were the kid that liked the dancing that we tried to get to the lake. And they said, uh, yeah, the town elders are the ones that told us to go down here. And eventually what Zeke realized is, uh, may I just move on? Because, you know, then they said, well, we like your idea of, uh, you know, freeing everyone from the skeptics' dilemma, And and Zeke said, you know what, I'm just going to, like, hop on the next train Now that you've started the trains again, at least And maybe one day I'll make my way back here with another dance Uh, You know, slightly less skeptical dilemma And that was, like, when Zeke went to the next town after that uh, Realized uh, that two other people had wandered in that town The founders of the Purple People Circus Uh and then they caught Zeke's show, which had a new level of uh, uh, passion and 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 in presentness and connection with the audience, and a and more and more stories because it was real and authentic. Uh, and Zeke knew uh, I have to use my hips, I have to use my dance, my break dancing, and more to pull these, uh, make sure these people don't end up in the skeptic's dilemma. Even though it's not totally clearly defined exactly what it is, uh, uh, I I can, you know, help them uh, with my performing and uh, the people from the Purple People Circus said, we'd love for you to join us. That's kind of what we do too. We, we, you know, we're trying to get joy and surprise and fun and entertainment. and Zeke joined them, and, and uh, you know, that's kind of like, a, you know, another, you know, when they're coming to a town near you one day, maybe. Uh, so that's it. That's the tale of uh, a boy in his wiggity-wiggity wagon, his cat named a corrugator. You know, how I guess how he found his rediscovered his hips and uh, overcame the skeptic's dilemma. Good night.